Hey, Rugby Rant fans. That's right. It's another day and time for the Run, passer Kick interview with a special guest uh, for this evening. This guy is one of the young guns in the MLR. I'm so excited to bring him on the show. And it has everything to do with the fact that this guy is not only playing for my favorite team, that's right, the Nola Gold, but he's also a Chicago rugby guy. I mean, he was locally grown and produced here in Chicago. And that's why this is a, excuse me, super special episode of the Run Passer Kick. And so we have with us tonight Andrew Gara from the NOLA Gold, and he is going to join the U.S. 30-man squad on their short tour to the U.K. in July. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, I I sure appreciate it. I'm super excited. And uh, even though I'm flying solo, I have a pretty good sneaking suspicion that I'm in pretty good hands hanging with this guy over here to my left. So we're excited, man. Um, So for those who who don't know about the Run Pass Kick, who have yet to experience Run Pass or Kick, it works a little like this, just unique interview style. We'll prompt each question with Run Pass or Kick. To Andrew, Andrew will go ahead and say whether he wants to run, pass, or kick the question. If he decides to run with it, it basically means that he's going to go ahead and answer the question straight up. And uh, if you've ever seen Andrew play, that's his style, man. He doesn't fear anybody. He runs runs straight forward, straight ahead, and gets the contact anytime he can. But like any good rugby player, sometimes you got to make a solid pass in order to spring somebody loose from the try. And I know Andrew <laughs> to do that either so if he decides to pass a question it just means it's a hot topic one that he doesn't want to touch and he wants to stay away from it and that's that's okay uh we're cool with that he'll just let us know or uh he can have a little fun with us i know a lot of forwards don't like to kick or are told not to kick maybe but on this show you're welcome to kick my basically that means you have want to you you want to have a little fun with us put us on the defense and put me on the defensive make me work a little bit and if you kick a question to me it simply means that um, I'm going to go ahead and answer in a way that I think you would answer. And, of course, you can always grade me out saying I'm shite. You can say I, I nailed it, or you can add whatever other information you want to add. Uh, so Sweet. before cool, man. And so uh, before we get going, I just want to thank our sponsor, the Rugby Shop, who powers Shop MLR. You can get all your MLR gear at shopmlr.com. Uh, they're just starting to trickle out some of the retro jerseys. We've seen some of them come out from some of the teams. They're really sharp, you know, on a Friday in the fall when when uh, club rugby is happening and you want to support uh, your MLR team, you can go ahead and wear this to work. You'll still look good. You'll still stay warm. You'll look fashionable, and it really shows pretty well. And, and again, you can demonstrate your support to your favorite team because they look absolutely hot. So get them while you can, because I am sure they are not going to last long. So again, uh, thank you to the rugbyshop.com who powers shopmlr.com. So with that, we're going to get straight into it. Uh, For those that don't know, like I said, Andrew is a Chicago rugby guy, born and bred. Um, He played at Mont Carmel High School. Uh, Shout out to to, um, the... uh, uh, memory to Jack Cushing. I know he was a coach of yours and a yes, important part of your that. development. So he's that, a legend here in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a huge part of starting Illinois rugby. Right. So yeah, he's definitely a legend or high school, yep. uh, Illinois high school rugby. 
Yeah. Right. Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, he was a, a lead figure. We all miss him. He's a great man. And um, uh, yeah, definitely missed. Um, you had all state honors. You went on to, to Notre Dame college. Uh, I think won a D one double a national championship in 2017 um, played the Chicago Lions sevens teams during the summer. Um, you were selected to a, a summer club national sevens championship dream team, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. course entered the MLR draft and now play for the NOLA gold. Um, and we'll talk about the next honor in that Vita, which is being selected to play in the 30 man Eagles roster touring the UK. So, uh, we'll get, we'll get into all those things as we begin here. I hope you're yeah. ready for the challenge, mate. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Let's get it going. Okay. Um, so being a Chicago and born and bred, like I mentioned before, Chicago style hot dogs are a daily staple. Uh, I happen to be trolling your Facebook page, uh, and I found this. I hope this works. I'm going to pull this up. Ready? (laughs) Oh, God. And apparently you wanted this to be made instead of a birthday cake. You wanted a hot dog pie. Uh, so, run past your cake. Here is my question: Isn't this kind of hot dog love a bit over the top? Uh, I'll run with that. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think that video. We always, my brother, I have an older brother, Anthony, and uh, we always mess with him about his love for hot dogs. I, I, I've never met anyone in my life that like eats hot dogs more than that guy. And he, uh, I think I tagged him, and I, I saw it on Facebook. I thought it was ridiculous, and. I just tagged him in and I was like, you got to check this out. And maybe I'll get that for him for his birthday because I think he would love that. But, well, that's not over the top for hot dog love. For a guy like my brother, he absolutely loves hot dogs. So I, I think that fits him perfectly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's funny. And I think I, we actually, Dave Fee and I uh, went down to watch a NOLA game down at a, a Southside Irish uh, bar down there in the Southside a um, couple weeks into the season and actually yeah. ran into your brother there. So we, yeah. we got to share some time chilling with him. It was a lot of fun. And, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was sorry about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to do it again sometime when you're up in Chicago and, and we'll, we'll serve him a, a cold hot dog pie. Cause it looks <laughs> delicious. Yeah. It sounds real good. All right. So while we're on the topic of uh, Chicago, uh, you have two teammates um, from Chicago, Malcolm May and Matt Harmon run past your kick. Did the three of you ever search out NOLA restaurants for quality Chicago-style pizza? I'll run with that. Uh, no, we, we've never gone searching for it because we know that it's never going to be matched. It's not even worth the time of going and looking <laughs> for it. It's, it's not here. It's just not It's not Chicago, you know. It's a great place. Don't get me wrong. I, shot, I love, love New Orleans, but you're not going to find a Chicago-style pizza here. Yeah, it'd be a waste of time, wouldn't it? I mean, you can only oh, experience Chicago-style pizza here in Chicago, right? Only, only, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all respect NOLA food down there. You get your Cajun, you get your, you know, your, your, uh, um, your shrimp and your, and your, uh, yeah. uh crawfish boil and everything like that. But you yeah, can completely different diet it. than back home for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. cool. We'll get a little bit more serious now. I, I don't want to spend all this time talking about food, of course. Um, but I want to dig into something which I think is pretty important. Like I said in the intro, um, you started playing rugby as a freshman at Mount Carmel High School in Chicago under Jack Cushing. Um, run pass or kick, what made you decide to give rugby a, yeah, it's a pun, try? 
Yeah, I'll run with that. Um, just going back to my brother. So, like I said, my brother is uh, he's two years older than I am. When he went to Mount Carmel for the first time, he didn't know what sports to play. And I, if you know anything about Mount Carmel, Chicago people know like it's a huge sports place. Like almost every there's seven hundred people, seven hundred all boys school, and almost every single kid plays a sport. Um, so my mom was like, Anthony, you have to play something while you're here. And they went to like a, I think it was like a sports fair or something like that. Like when he was a freshman and Jack Cushing stopped them as they were walking by and Jack Cushing talked to my mom for like 30 minutes. And my mom was like, Anthony, you're playing rugby. Cause like Jack Cushing, obviously like great guy. My mom loved talking to him. I was like, Anthony, you're going to at least try this. So going to how I got, got started is just because Watched him play uh, while I was in seventh and eighth grade. When I got to high school, I was like, all right, I'm going to play this for sure. Um, and I tried it, and I loved it right away. You know, like the first couple of practices were obviously very confusing, and I was like, what the hell is going on? But uh, after playing after playing the first game, I was like, this is something that I love. It's something like a physical sport, uh, like physically demanding. And it was everything that I always loved playing, like just – being young and playing like pickup football and like at a park and like just tackling each other. So it felt like that. And uh, it, it gave you the opportunity to do everything like run, pass or kick saying the show's name here. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. So that's how I got started. All kudos to my brother. Back to the hot dog guy. <laughs> the hot dog guy. Um, so, you know, it's funny you talk about, I mean, essentially what you're talking about is institutionalization of rugby. And on this show, we've, we've talked about it a lot and I'm particularly, um, passionate about making sure that at some point, hopefully when we get uh, an MLR team here in Chicago someday, that we'll begin to institutionalize rugby like it has been institutionalized there in Mount Carmel. I know at Brother Rice, it was for Malcolm May, it was institutionalized there. A couple other schools have it built in. Nequa Valley is an excellent program. And it's yeah. all because at some level, the school allows, like Mount Carmel did, the rugby team to have a footprint in the school and it allows kids to get exposed to the sport, which is wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know. Like it's definitely, I, I feel like around America, there's like a stigma around playing it. Um, like coaches are so controlling of the sport that a kid might've gone there to play. They can't either play football or baseball, basketball. Like, Oh, you're not playing this sport. Like you're only playing football. You're only playing basketball, but our, our football coaches encouraged it. Like if you, if you start playing as a freshman, like they encourage you to play it and they saw the carryover onto the field and the football field. So I, I had a bunch of, when I was there, I was lucky to uh, play football as well. And I had a bunch of my buddies on the football team play rugby with me throughout the years. And it definitely, I thought it was very beneficial to like, obviously both sports gave to each other, but rugby definitely helps with all the other sports as well. The vision, the physicality, um, it's all encompassing for sure. Yeah, you know, it's funny for those who aren't around Chicago. Yeah, so people watching from Chicago, you'll you'll be able to back up what I'm saying. I know Andrew will, right? But people who don't know Chicago, like Mark Carmel, as one of the best football teams in the state perennially year after year after year, state championship after state championship, yep. right? And yep. here's a school, you know, who, who is able to accomplish that. They allow their and encourage their 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 players to play rugby, and yet it ha- it, it's it's done you know, it enhances, I think, um, what those guys are able to do on the football field. So it, it's a great point that you make that you, yeah. coaches shouldn't be afraid of rugby. They should right. embrace yeah. it. And that's, and there were, there were some coaches at Mount Carmel that football coaches that were like a little hesitant for it, but 
like I said, at the, at the end of the day, the head coach encouraged it. Guys, uh, other coaches encouraged it. And it, not even just rugby, but they wanted you to play multiple sports. I know a lot of times now, like I said, high school coaches, they they want they force kids to play only one sport. But I think some of the best athletes are obviously able to play like two, three sports. So, yeah, it's definitely worth playing. 100%. And we're, you know, we're talking about the development of rugby and, and, and the growth of the sport here in the United States. We've been talking about Chicago, but I think it's important you know, as we think about, you know, the, the USA Eagles, um, we know that uh, a bid has been officially submitted for 2027, uh, 2029 on the women's side, 2031. If if we're going to make a go and, and get ourselves in that, you know, knockout round and knockout stage and be legitimate contenders, we have to develop that piece now. Right. Definitely. And we have to, you know, and we have to have and we've seen what it's done for a guy like Andrew. And we'll get into to what it's done for him, but um, we have to develop that now because that is the the future, that institutionalization. So I want to talk a little bit about development. Uh, in the last year, many MLR teams have started development programs and academies to promote uh, rugby in the area. Uh, sh- currently, Chicago does not have an MLR team, as I said. Hopefully, that'll change. Um, run, pass, or kick. You came through the the uh, a developmental track, um, but it was a little different from what these MLR teams have put out there. Uh, how do the two developmental pathways compare? The one that you experienced, you know, from Mont Carmel and then beyond to those MLR development pathways that are now being put out there by a guy like your teammate, David Feek. Or sorry, um, excuse me, um, Feeks, Nick Feeks. Yeah, so I'll run with that. So in terms of how it differs uh, – I'm not. I'm not too sure on how like those academy teams work. Or, like the are you talking about like um, like the high school teams, like the like that kind of pathway, those pathway teams. Yeah, high school okay. academies yeah. and and the youth development okay, yeah, programs, okay. like the one Fixie runs. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Um, yeah, I'll run with it. Like I said, I think it. Uh, my journey was kind of like I said, kind of all over the place. I coming out of high school, I I didn't know much about college rugby, right? So like I didn't know that there's dominant teams like a Lundewood, like a life, um, St. Mary's Cal. I, I was very naive to all of that. So, uh, coming out of high school, I went to Notre Dame college. I had, uh, Jack Cushing had a relationship with my head coach, Jason Fox. And like, I was blessed to get that opportunity to play college rugby there, um, and get a scholarship while getting a good education. And I, I think it just differs from the way that you, you get a guy like Nick Feeks coaching high school kids, um, early on, he kind of, he's going to put the schemes and the mindset of an MLR player and just give them the knowledge that they need at, at a young age, which is huge because they don't develop bad habits going on to going into college or going into even further in their game. Because if you play, like I said, you play like Midwest rugby, um, you might not be, you might not have not the best coaching because every coach obviously gives their best ability, but you get blessed with those pathway teams. You're blessed with having, a guy that is experienced at the highest level and he's going to be able to give you that experience through the coaching. Right. So he's going to, like I said, he's going to give you the schemes, give you the knowledge of the game that maybe a guy that's only played in the Midwest region his entire life doesn't have. So I think it differs in that way. Like you're definitely, you're definitely, uh, you're lucky to have people that have played at the highest level teaching you to play the game. But I think the, the journey of going through like maybe a club side or a lower college side you kind of have to develop things um, 
the, not on your own, but you, you have to take more accountability into that. Because I know with Feeks, he's providing, he's giving them like an MLR experience. They have team workouts. They have team practices uh, like three, four times a week. And that's something that you might not be doing on your local club side or your local high school side. So they, I, it, it puts you in that professional environment at an early age that differs from playing in just like a regular club team. So I would say it's different in that way. Absolutely. And it's uh, obviously it's good to see those uh, developmental programs moving forward in MLR cities. And and as the league grows, we know that those developmental pathways will grow too. I want to touch upon your, your experience as a college player. Um, you came through the Notre Dame college program, as you said, run, pass, or kick. How well did this program prepare you to play rugby at the next level? Yeah, I'm wrong with that. So like it's Notre Dame college is very, um, Jason Fox creates a great environment there where it's very player driven. So uh, I, I think it, for me, it helped me develop leadership skills. Um, and, and this, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, like this accountability of putting yourself into that professional environment um, with guys around you. So it, even on this level now, like everything's not handed to you. You still have to take care of things on your own time. And that's something that Jason Fox created at Notre Dame College is that it, it was very player driven. So you knew what you had to get done and it was on you to get it done. And I think that that mindset definitely um, carried over with me into MLR because you're going to get your work done with the team, but it's all about doing the extra stuff, right? That's what's going to differentiate you from people. And that's something I learned at Notre Dame College. And I think that that was the biggest preparation that going there gave me um, coming into the MLR. And obviously, and even even at Notre Dame College, it's not like we started when I was first there as D1AA. And then my sophomore year, we went to D1A and we were in the Rugby East. We played teams like Navy, Army, Penn State. Um, Cutstown, St. Bonaventure. So it's not, we're, we weren't playing Joe Schmoes, you know? So like we also played great competition, a lot of talent from those schools. And a lot of guys from those schools are also in MLR now. So going there gave you, gave me the opportunity to play against good talent then and prepared, prepared me to play at the next level, um, developing self accountability and being in an environment at Notre Dame college where it's very player driven, like I said. So I think those, those two aspects definitely helped me. Yeah, and for the young young players out there listening that want to aspire and and become better and, and maybe even reach the MLR themselves, what they need to understand is the, the the key point of what you said is you're responsible for doing the extras on your own. You know right. that that you know obviously at your size, um, you've you've spent a few hours in the gym, right? And and <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, coaches didn't yeah. say you yeah. need to get in the gym. It was on you. Yeah, and and okay. so. Yeah, for the young players listening, that's uh, you've got to do the extras. You got to do the extra skill work, the extra, you know, lifting, the extra fitness work, the extra plyos, and uh, and all those extra things. Um, and it, obviously, being in an environment like Notre Dame College and some of those teams, like you mentioned, um, you know, there's there's more of that, you know, group group mentality where you go, hey, young guy, let's exactly. go with me, yeah. and they provide you the facilities to do so, and, and like yeah. the. The, the necessary, like, if you're going to the gym, they provide you access to the strength coach and you have your slotted time and all that stuff. So they give you the opportunity to take care of it. And it's, it's in your hands at that point. What are you going to do with it? Um, at the end of the day, you're going to get what you deserve. And whatever, whatever work you put in is what you deserve. So it, it's really on you. And I, I think that's the biggest thing to young, the younger guys is this is self-accountability to get things done. And if you really want to do something, it's on you to do it. 
hundred percent. And, and another thing for those young, young guys, maybe in high school that are looking to get into a college program, there are college programs where you can get uh, some of your college paid for and offset um, like Notre Dame college, but there are a lot of other ones that are cropping up. Uh, I know Marion uh, college just uh, North of Indy um, has developed a program and, and, and uh, Illinois central community college has a, has a really nice program aside from the linen woods and lice and et cetera. So you know, take responsibility, find your pathway like Andrew did, um, and and you'll get to the pinnacle. Uh, so let's move forward. Talking about, um, well, not quite pinnacle, but certainly one of the steps in in that process. Um, the second annual MLR draft was just announced for August nineteenth. Um, you were obviously one of the draftees in the first ever MLR draft uh, last June, about a year ago. Run, pass, or kick, what was it like to be drafted 10th overall in the 2020 MLR draft? Yeah, I'm wrong with that. So, uh, obviously, it was a huge honor. Um, going into it, I was very nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to get selected at all. Um, I didn't have any prior knowledge to it. When everyone else found out, I found out. I found out by seeing my name on the screen. And then I talked to Fitz afterwards and Nate afterwards. So, uh, it was it was a huge honor, obviously. So, to be selected – um, with so many great players in America and, and, and that draft, it was a huge honor. And, um, but like, that was like, I knew at that time you kind of have like, like a couple of days to really enjoy it. And then like reality hits you and you're like, all right, well now we're here and now you got to get to work and get it going. But it, when it first happened, it was, I was very nervous, obviously going into it. I'm sure every single person was, but um, just very honored to be selected. And I, uh, I just, Thank Nola for giving me the chance and the opportunity to play and and to come here and I've loved it so far. So I'm honored and I I'm I'm so happy where I'm at. Cool. So let me ask you this: not a run pass or kick. I, I I just think fans might be interested. You talked about your brother Anthony. Were you at home with your family watching the draft as yeah. as it was unfolding? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So I was at I was at home with my family and some of my close friends. Um, and we watched it on TV live and we we're all sitting there nervous and like. I, and I told him, I was like, all right, if, if it's going to happen, it's going to be Nola probably around um, the, their second pick, the 10th pick, because Nock got picked first, obviously. So I was like, all right, that's going to be the one, and thank God it happened. So <laughs> I was nervous. It was either a, a boom or bust that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately for you, fortunately for Nola, fortunately for Nola fans, uh, it was a boom for sure. Yeah. So we we're excited. To, we we're excited to have you. Um, oh, yeah. and it, and it's kind of weird because, and I think it's, it's going to be even be more so this August in that, you know, you had an opportunity to play an entire, uh, season just about right. Leading up to the, leading up to the draft. Yes. Or did it cut, it yeah. cut short. No, no, I played, um, we played like at Northern college, we played all of our fall 15 game or all of our right. 15 games in the fall. So we played a full 15 season. Um, and what got cut short was our seventh season. Gotcha. So, so I mean, it, you know, it's going to be a little bit different because not all teams played this year uh, in 15s or at least got a full slate of games in. So it's, right. it'll be interesting to see how some of these uh, some of these players that enter the draft stack up against one another. Um, yeah. I know so, some teams are doing like like pro days or whatnot, having yeah. people come out and try out. So I'm sure that will be huge for team selecting, but. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be difficult, right? Because there's no not a lot of film to go off of, right? Or recent right. film. 
Right, exactly. So it should be it should be really interesting. All right, we're gonna one more question here before we get to uh, the quick tap. Um, so, run pastor kick having been through the draft experience that we just talked about, is there anything you would like to see changed about the process for this year or perhaps you know years after? Yeah, I'll run with that. Um, I think the process. I, I thought it was set up very well in terms of um, like it was a smooth transition in terms of signing up and then talking to teams. You put all your info in there and uh, you talk to various GMs that are interested in you or various coaches that are interested in you. Um, in terms of things that, that could be changed, I really don't know. Um, I, I think it'd be cool if they had like a if they had like a combine or something like that before um, before the draft to give guys that maybe. Because I know here, here's a big, big thing. I guess that'd be. I think having a combine or like maybe like a camp so they could scrimmage each other would be huge for guys that are on teams that don't have um, camera equipment to film their games. Because obviously that that was one of the biggest things is just having the ability to put clips together. I know a lot of guys that I've spoke to, like friends I went to other schools, they don't even have they, none of their games are filmed, so they don't even have the ability to put together clips and show people that they can play. Because obviously rugby in America is not it's not um, broadcasted nationally. At least college rugby isn't. Uh, and if they are, it's a very few games. So I think a cool thing would be if they had like a uh, like kind of like an all American camp where, you, where guys that are in, t- in the draft they kind of get selected to go to this camp and showcase themselves. Uh, maybe like combine wise, and maybe like a little scrimmage or something like that. I think that would be huge for guys that really don't have the opportunity to provide film and uh, like show themselves. In, in, in a game situation, it's one thing to run run a forty yard dash, but it's another thing to actually right. be playing rugby. So, uh, I think that would be huge for for guys that are at schools that don't have that ability. Yeah, and and I, I two great points there. Number one, the idea is awesome. How great would it be to do you know even to cut the travel like an east versus west? So you have an yeah. east camp, yeah. you have a west camp. The east camp assembles make the travel a little bit easier. You cut down your group down to you know you know uh, twenty five or thirty guys, and then those guys travel to play, you know, centrally located uh, Western group. And, and, you know, you have your developmental. Uh, uh, no, class or something. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be real cool. Be real yeah. cool. So in that way, college guys wouldn't have to spend so much money traveling across the country. Um, right. The the other thing uh, that you mentioned uh, there, that was, that was really, uh, I think a great point is, you know, teams want to see a full game, right? So again, for, for guys that are developing, you know, it's one thing, as you said, to run a 40, but it's entirely different to play 80 minutes of rugby. Yeah. And so teams want to see a full game, not just highlights. I mean, highlights are good, but they want to see a full game. So, uh, yeah. you know, for young developing players, guys that are just starting college, see if you can get that tape going, like Andrew said, so that you have something. Oh, to put out yeah, I, I think that'd be my biggest advice to some of those guys is like, if you don't have the camera equipment, like maybe start GoFundMe or something, put your own money out there to film it because it goes a long way. Uh, if, if someone, if, uh, if you put that in front of a GM and they're like, oh, this guy can play, I mean, that's, that's life changing for you. So uh, I think it goes a long way. And, and for like the coaches to provide that for their teams. Like I said, at, at Notre Dame college, every Jason, our coach, Jason Fox made sure every single game was filmed, whether it was a side, B side, C side, it didn't matter where it was or what game it was. He made sure every game was filmed. So I mean, that was huge. That was huge for definitely for me going into the draft and obviously for all the other draftees, just being, being able to show that they can play. Absolutely. 
All right, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and uh, pay a little bills here, and I want to talk about Tighthead Brewing Company at Chicago's premier location to watch rugby and enjoy quality ales and lagers for all seasons. Located in Mundelein, Illinois, in the heart of Lake County, owner Brewster and the Tighthead staff will ensure you are kept well hydrated so you don't miss a single scrum. Tighthead's tap room is like the familiar rugby clubhouse in which friends and families can meet, socialize, and enjoy the action of every Major League Rugby Derby that will electrify the 2021 season. The watch parties will happen every week throughout the season up to the Major League Rugby Final on August 1st. Hey, Chicago, when you want rugby, Tighthead Brewing Company will satisfy your thirst. Tighthead, it's worth more than a try. All right, thanks for bearing with us there, Andrew, and, and <laughs> Hannah. Keep the great. lights on. Um, it was a great week to read. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Um, my wife uh, makes fun of my voice, but hopefully I come through okay. <laughs> so we're going to move to the quick tap. Uh, I'm going to give you two choices. You just indicate which one you prefer. You can explain, not explain, totally up to you. Um, but it's just uh, something to have a little fun. And we're going to start right here in Sweet Home Chicago. Um, Sears Tower or Willis Tower? Sears Tower. All right. That's my man. Go to your yeah, room. Yeah, don't care about the name change. It doesn't matter. That's right. For folks not from Chicago, if you want to be from Chicago or at least pretend, it's called the Sears Tower. <laughs> yeah. All right. Baseball. I think I know the answer to this one, but you know, for the again, people from Chicago, we got to play to those people too. Oh, Cubs yeah. or Sox? The Sox all day. Southside, baby. <laughs> yep. Yep. I knew that was coming. Uh, all right. Chicago summer scene. So a lot of folks that aren't from Chicago, they think, you know. Why would you go to vacation in Chicago? Chicago is freaking lights out during the summer. You know that, I know. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so, um, Chicago summer scene. Wrigleyville on game day, even though you're a Sox fan. Let's say they're playing the Cubs in the Crosstown Classic. <laughs> All right. All right. Wrig- Wrigleyville on game day or uh, Lollapalooza. Oh, that's a good one. I, I would go I'll go with Lollapalooza. Um Okay. Well, I've been there a couple of times throughout high school. And it was a great time. Like super cool place. And I think one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life was uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that was amazing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's that must have been incredible. Yeah. It, yeah. It was insane. It was. Was it you and Anthony? Anthony go with you on that one? Yeah, he was there. He was there. Go. And then a bunch of my buddies, too. It was a good time. All right. It's always a good time at Lollapalooza. Awesome. All right. Uh now here we're getting away from Chicago a little bit. Better contribution to a game during a game. Would you prefer the critical jackal or the try assist? Oh, the jackal all day. <laughs> Spoken <laughs> like a true Lucy, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Finally, better hype man. Coach O or Ryan Fitz? Oh, Ryan Fitz. <laughs> Absolutely. You want me to GM in the league that cares more about a team than that guy? That dude puts his heart and soul into Nola Golden. He's definitely uh, – he could be your best hype man for sure. That dude loves Noel Golden. He loves the guys here. Yeah, I was um, – as of the taping of the show, you guys just played uh, Oh Glory. And all I know is I think Coach O was up in the booth where most coaches are so they can get the bird's eye view. But I saw – I caught a glimpse of Fitz on the sideline just going crazy. I mean, he was like, hey, Coach, uh, GM, put put some shorts on and get your ass out there or something and, and go do something. Go play around <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. Nate's a little more reserved compared to Fitz. Fitz is always getting the boys going all wild up. So, yeah, Fitz, that's every up more Fitz's alley for sure. Absolutely. All right. So, um, we're hitting, we're going to hit the Nola stride here a little bit. So, um, let's, let's pretend it's a bye weekend night. So, you're in the middle of your, you just started your bye week. 
nothing to worry about. You got training later in the week, but you know, it's not, you know, you, you can kind of kick up your heels a little bit. So imagine by weekend night in NOLA, run, pass, or kick. Who are the five people that you're going out with in your posse? And what kind of car are you rolling in? <laughs> um, we'll go with, uh, well, let's say I'll pick Dino, Dino Waldron. He'll drive us in his F-150. And then uh, <laughs> and there I'll go with uh, Eric Howard, uh, Malcolm May, uh, Ross Stepperschmidt, and uh, let me think. Who would be the last one? We'll throw uh, Holden in there, Holden Younger. He's always a good time. We'll toss him in there. So, so man, you got like you got a bunch of beef in there. First of all, let me just say that. I mean, there's there's some dudes that, yeah. that put put the weights on and stack them up and hit them hard, right? I mean, got like <laughs> the muscle hamster. I mean, how can you go wrong bringing him with? And it seems to oh, me, yeah. you know, you, you bring Holden with you, and and the mouth of the South might get might get those boys into a bit of kerfuffle every once in a while. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Grant Heckle start talking some crap, and then he'll back up and let the boys handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a scrum half. So, um, (laughs) all right, let's get serious about NOLA. Um, The Gold are currently uh, fighting to get into a playoff spot in the East. It's very tight in the East. Uh, The last six matches are on the road, and the team will be missing as many as six players, including yourself, due to international call-ups, run, pass, or kick. How much have these two issues been on the minds of the boys in the locker room? Yeah, I'll run with that. So I think – it hasn't been on our mind. It, obviously, it's there. Like we know it's happening, but we take it week by week, right? And especially in the situation we're in, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to win out every week. So every game from now on is a playoff rugby game for us. So we take it week by week. We'll 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 handle that stuff when we get there, and we'll think about that when we get there. Because at the end of the day, it won't matter if we don't take care of business every week. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's on people's minds. Like I know personally, I I I think. The, the the next game right and we'll handle that problem when we get there and obviously when we get to that we get to that point where we're missing guys without a doubt in my mind there will be boys that will step up and fill those shoes um without a doubt in my mind so uh, we haven't been thinking about that boy it's if i were to ask coach O the same question i'm pretty sure i'd get the exact same answer <laughs> but that that's awesome to hear especially for gold fans because i know there's a bit of chatter about it um yeah. as, as we approach uh as we approach july um no we got a tough team you know so like yeah the, the boys are mentally tough and like we'll take any challenge on like you saw this weekend what a yeah. gritty win from nola and guys were dropping left and right and people stepped up and they, they it was unbelievable so like we, we have the team that can handle that problem for sure so it's not even uh we're not even thinking about that yeah and, and you had the week off as of the taping of of uh this this interview uh, you got the weekend off, which is probably kind of nice because you've been rolling pretty hard. And in steps a guy like Malcolm May, right? I mean, who's yeah. who's freaking uh, as tough a nut as as you can yeah. find out there. In that the was league, awesome. Right? Yeah. yeah, they put in a huge shift, and even Devin, Devin Short put yeah. in a huge shift. He's awesome. Like those guys played the lights out. The whole the whole four pack played lights out defense the entire weekend, and it, like the backs obviously did their thing and balled out. So yeah, what a shift from the boys, and they 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 had a great game. Absolutely. And I, I was talking about the the fans down there in NOLA, um, you know, for, for people that watch the show consistently, they know I went down there early in the season and just had an absolute blast. And, you know, uh, Jared Cusimano, you know, Jared, he's the ticket yeah. guy down there in New Orleans. And he, 
I was I was at a player player party there for uh, for um, Charlie um, on Sunday, and 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 Jared corners me and he says, "Hey man, what was the best party experience?" And I'm I'm tearing up, man. I mean, I don't tear up much, but I'm tearing up, and I'm like, it's the people. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's it is it's the people Dan Falcon and Sheila Falcon and and uh, my guy Dougie and and of course Benji yeah. and those guys were just so just so down to earth and so uh, welcoming. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show them some love here uh, with this question. Uh, crowds are returning to the MLR stadiums in Week 11 at a gold mine. Played host to Rugby ATL in a thrilling eight to seven loss. Um, run pass or kick? How much did the boys feed off the crowd on that? Day? Oh yeah, I'll run with that. Yeah, I think we have the best fans at MLR. Like without a doubt in my mind. Like that place was packed under the lights and it was rocking. Um, when they went for that kick to take the lead. Uh, I've never heard the play so loud. It was it was awesome. I'm like, oh, this guy might miss this. <laughs> it's going nuts here. But oh, the boys feed off it 100. percent Like you saw that game. It was like a it was a battle through and through from the first minute to the 80th minute. And I, I think they give us that extra edge. Like you talk about the like being in that environment, just the adrenaline's gone. You don't even think about the pain or think about being tired. Like you just they give you that extra boost. And I think all kudos to our fans. We have the best fans in the league. And they like you said. It, it's not even just them going to the games, but it's like having that uh, that gold gold uh, Facebook group and their constant support. I know this past weekend when the boys got back from the airport, that there were fans at the stadium cheering them in. It's it's almost like like you said, it's the people here that are so special and they create a family environment. It doesn't feel like it doesn't. It wouldn't be your, like typical a professional sports environment. I don't think. I think they do a great job of bringing the the aspects of like a club rugby team and where it, it's like you build relationships with people. You have a great bond with people, and you their supporters are awesome as well. You're going to create a relationship with them as well, and I think that separates us from everywhere else. And I think that separates our fans from everybody else as well. Yeah, and and again, shout out to Sheila Falcon who organized that trip over there to the airport to welcome you guys back home from from Washington yeah. D.C. She's an amazing lady. Her husband Dan does amazing stuff for the crew and 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 club rugby down there. So, kudos yeah. to all those fans, man. They just they were awesome people. Uh, yeah. and I can't wait to to get my next experience down there in 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 the Crescent City. Oh yeah, you're always welcomed. Um, I can't wait, man. All right, let's move forward and talk about what I think is on the minds as of when this will actually go to um, broadcast um, the U.S. Eagles. And um, so run pass or kick, how do you find out or how did you find out that you would be called up for the Eagles 30-man roster? Yeah, so I'll run with that. I um, I found out through – I'm sure how every other player found out through an email. So <laughs> it, it wasn't like nothing super crazy, but obviously it, that's a, for me, that was a crazy, um, a crazy step in the journey. Right. So um, this it, it's happened so fast. Like I've only played in like nine MLR games so far and for it to happen this quick, like it, it was above anything I ever could imagine. But um, yeah, I found out through an, an email like uh, on uh maybe like a week and a half ago at like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm sitting on the couch watching, uh, I think we're watching, so Ross is from Dallas. We're watching a Mavericks uh, playoff basketball game. And I got the email. I was like, holy crap. And it was so random, but like, obviously it was, I was ecstatic, but yeah, that's how I found out. <laughs> Dude, you must've been buzzing. I mean, you could, you probably yeah. couldn't even go to sleep that night, right? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah. It, it just like, 
it, it made things feel like it was all worth it, you know, all along the whole journey. But like I said, this is only only the beginning, only the beginning. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we can't wait to see you in action over in the UK. And and um, you know, we'll be itching to to watch you get your first cap, brother. It's going to be. Oh, it's thank gonna you be very a, much. It means a lot. A, a true a true treat for all of us NOLA fans, particularly fans of rugby here in Chicago. Um. All right. So uh, on that note, tour of the UK, uh, run past your kick. What are you hoping to get out of that experience? Yeah, I'm wrong with that. So I think I think it's been an unreal experience in terms of uh, getting just getting gaining rugby knowledge from the guys that are going to be there. I think is the biggest takeaway. And obviously, we're going to go there and compete our butts off, and like we're going for the win. Like we talk with the boys, like. We changed that mindset of just surviving out there, but we want to thrive as well. And um, I, I think I've never been to Europe in my life, so obviously being there is going to be awesome uh, just to travel around a little bit. But I think just gaining rugby knowledge from the guys on the team and creating relationships with guys that have been playing there for, for a long time is going to be the best part. And uh, like a, a guy like Cam Dolan on our team, I've learned so much from the guy already. And just to meet other like-minded people like him, I, I think is going to be huge. So I'm just I, I'm looking forward to, to creating relationships with all those guys and gaining knowledge from them as well. Absolutely, probably one of the things you learned was you know that uh, when the official says or the sir says the ball's out, uh, you can actually pick it up and dot down a try, right? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That, that was a veteran <laughs> move right there. Oh, a hundred percent, man, hundred um, percent. So. Uh, talking about some of the guys in your team uh, that are going to be traveling to the UK, we've got some, we've got some uh, young blood, we've got some vets. Um, so here lies the the question: Run past or kick? Who are you looking most forward to touring with? Seasoned vets like Cam Dolan or young guns like Connor Mooningham? Yeah, I'll run with that. Uh, I think, I think guys. Actually, no, hold on. Can I pass that? Can we can we cut that question? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, or you can kick it yeah. if you want to kick it. It's up to you. Uh, pass. No, I'll kick it. I can kick it to you. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Well, uh, I don't right. know how you'd answer, but if I'm you, I'd answer both. I'd spend some time with the vets, kind of getting getting an understanding of of how they approach. Um, you know, the lead up to those test matches, how they approach preparing themselves for those test matches because they've been there before. Even some newer, fresher guys like Chance Wangalewski, one of my guys from LU, of course, plays for ATL. Uh, but then um, you want to share that new experience with some of the young guns that that you're, you know, blooding yourself as an eagle with, right? Guys like Mooneyham, yeah. guys like Baska, right? Um, so that you get a little of that experience too. Um, because ultimately, at the end of the day, if you play your cards right, if you guys play your cards right, uh, you'll be the seasoned vets, and you'll be able to look back on that experience having yeah. shared it together with yeah. some of those young that's guys. Great, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Yeah. So, and and that, that that might take some thought, maybe in the play around over. Think about you know where do I and when do I want to spend some of my time with with each group of guys yeah. so I can make the most out of this experience because it's kind of a short time, you know. I mean, you, you don't have yeah. that much time to to really spend there. Um, yeah. what there for two weeks. Is that right? Two or three weeks? Yeah. 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 So yeah, Absolutely. I think that was a great, great answer. All right. So, 
uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing you there, and 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 uh, hopefully the Eagles come out with a positive result in both places. And as we talk about those places, um, in which stadium, run pass or kick? In which stadium would you rather earn your first cap, Twickers or Aviva there in Dublin? Uh I'm a pass on that one. <laughs> All right. I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I'm a pass on that one. You don't want to create a bad juju. I get it. I get it. You'll take yeah. whatever you can take, whatever good Lord will give you. Yeah. I understand that. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, so we're approaching the last question, Andrew. And again, I, I, I can't, I can't say enough how, how much I've enjoyed spending a little time talking rugby with you. I'm, I'm almost glad that my two partners uh, were tied up with, with uh, some family things going on tonight and that I could have you all to myself. Cause I've really enjoyed this and, uh, as a gold guy, oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about those Rooney turds, you know, interrupting <laughs> our mojo, right? Um, so um, before we get to that last question, uh, think about who you might want to throw a shout out to, family, friends or whatever. Or, you know, if you want to plug something that's important to you that you've been working on, uh, you you can do that, too. So that'll come after this question. So um, let's get to that final question. Um, I'm not asking you to close your eyes, but you're welcome to here. But I'm going to set a scene for you. Imagine. You've just finished uh, your first official match as a U.S. Eagle. You are now have earned your full cap. And the final hooter is sounded. 80 minutes are over. You're completely exhausted, but you're in thoroughly satisfied with that experience. C.J. Stander from Ireland approaches you, and he wants to swap jerseys. Run pass or kick? Do you swap your first test shirt? <laughs> I'll run with that. No, there's no chance. There's no chance I give away that jersey. No chance in hell. <laughs> I, I I would frame it and it would be with me for the rest of my life. There's no way I'd give it away. <laughs> All right, I hear you. I absolutely hear. Yeah. You. I think uh, I think our, our our friend, our mutual friend Dave Fee. Finally, after like 20-some years, he had all his, he had his shirts packed away. Some he traded, some he kept. He has his first test shirt. Like, just recently built out his basement. And finally, his first test yeah. shirt has gone up on the wall. So, along with his yeah, cap. No, it's so, something that, yeah. I think that's, yeah. That, that, it's something that would be super cool to have with you for the rest of your life. So, yeah, I don't think I would give it away. Create a little man cave with it. There you go, 100%. And, and hopefully yeah. you'll have other things that you can decorate your basement uh, later on down the road in your career with. So, um, you know, once again, uh, sincerely appreciate you joining the show, uh, the rugby rant and our run pass or kick. Andrew, is there anybody you'd like to throw a shout out to or, uh, uh, plug, uh, something that's near and dear to your heart? Um, have a go. Um, this is your opportunity to say it. Yeah. So I think, uh, I just like to shout out like all my family, friends and, uh, previous teammates. I think compared to a lot of guys, um, I have an overwhelming amount of support from all those people, like my family, friends, and teammates from back home. Like, uh, it's unbelievable, and that—that's really who I love to play for. When I when I get those messages from guys being like that, I haven't played with or talked to in like maybe like two or three years, and they're messaging me saying like, oh, "I'm so proud of everything you've been doing. Like, been keeping an eye on what you're doing and stuff like that." I, I mean, that means the world to me. And obviously, my family and friends are always there for me. Um, they—they they, they support me through and through. I think I've had. For, I think for every single home game, I've had at least 
one family member or one friend come to it and, and come to support. So, I mean, that speaks volumes to the support that they give me. So I, I, anybody that supports me, I love it, love, love it like thoroughly. And, uh, it just means a lot to me. It gives me something actually to play for. And it, it just makes, it makes you feel special that, um, gives some meaning to what you're doing and, and just some extra motivation that, um, you're serving a good purpose and you're doing things that people might take inspiration to. Um, and, it means the world to me to get that support. So yeah, my family, friends, and any uh, any teammates I've ever had wouldn't be here in the situation without them, and uh, that would mean the world to me. All right. Well, you you certainly um, you know the humility that you've shown here just gives me a greater appreciation for you, not only as a person but as a player. And and uh, we're the, the gold are so blessed to to have you uh, on their roster. I know the U.S. Eagles will be as well, and we certainly I can speak for the Chicago rugby community and saying uh, we're, we're with you a hundred percent of the way, whatever you're doing in the future, we're with you uh, right there at your side uh, to help you uh, push along your career. And, and we're happy that you represent us so well. So thank you so much for enjoying us. And for the folks that are watching the rugby rant, the run passer kick, you know, you can catch us on the rugby network with our regular rant episodes we, of course, are available on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're available on Apple. Uh, the podcast, we're available on Spotify. So you can get our uh, regular episodes, our run, pass, or kick, like the one we hear with Andrew Gara. Um, every week, you can catch us on your favorite platform. Don't miss an episode. Throw us a like. Share us out there. Uh, show us a little love. We certainly appreciate it. And we appreciate Andrew for all that you've done. Thank you so much, my man, for joining the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it was a, it was a great time. And uh, I, I thank you for reaching out to me, giving me the opportunity to uh, expose myself a little bit. It means a lot. Absolutely. And you're, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, and I'm sure I'll be reaching out to you. And let me just say good luck in July. Good luck for the rest of the season with the gold. Um, didn't you didn't run or sorry, you didn't pass or kick very much. Uh, just like you are in the field, you basically yeah, run that monster up. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Andrew. Good luck, my friend. And Great. we'll see everybody at the next. Yep. Thank you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.